We are all miracles and must make the most of our limited time here. Each of us have these unique gifts to contribute to the world, and it's our job to develop these gifts and give them away. That's why I created the Preschool SLP podcast. The Preschool SLP is about working smarter to create real change in ourselves and in others. Being an SLP is a mission. Let's discuss topics that matter. What are the game-changing strategies? How can we treat the whole child? How can we create the shiniest versions of ourselves and of our clients? We're here at the drawing board for a reason. You bring your own unique gifts. Together, let's create better. If you work with children with speech sound disorders, this is an episode you simply cannot miss. We are going to talk about treatment targets. And treatment targets are perhaps the most important variable when it comes to your outcomes in treating speech sound disorders. And essentially what we found time and time again in every study we've completed is the more complex the target, the greater the gains. So challenge creates change. Now, keeping that in mind, I'm going to share with you our latest research that I presented at the 2023 MISHA conference. And these studies are not statistically significant. They're small number of studies that involve 12 children in one and 21 children in the other. So it wasn't a large enough study to look at its statistical significance and that is this generalizable to all populations. However, the numbers were compelling and it added to the research base that we already have that once again, we found that challenge creates change. The more challenging the target, the greater the change. So let me share with you this exciting research. I want you to go ahead and research it in your practice and find out if you're finding what I'm finding in my back porch. Your back porch is different than my back porch based on the research we've replicated again and again and again that has consistently came away with the same result. The more complex the treatment target, the greater the gains, period. So let's dive into these great studies. The first one I compared SPR blends to SPL blends. Now we know that R develops a solid year later than L. So L typically develops at four years of age and R typically develops at five years of age. The question is, which blend would produce greater results and less errors on a single word speech test? What we found is, is the SPR blend resulted in 52% less errors, which is extremely impressive after a four-month period. The SPL blend, on the other hand, only produced 
33% less errors. Now, these are only 12 children that I studied. Six were randomly assigned to one group and six to the other. But what we found is the SPR had much greater impact in terms of less errors, 52% versus 33%. So when it comes to treatment targets, if you have a child with a lot of errors, would you go for SPL or would you go for SPR? Now, even though this is a small study of only 12 children, it's very compelling. Now let's look at the next number. We wanted to see about L. So we wanted to see on the test an L across positions in the word, would we get better improvement with L with SPL blends or SPR blends? So what's your prediction? Well, we found that once again, challenge created change. The SPR blends had a better impact on the L sound. So with the SPR blends, we once again had 52% less errors on L on that test with the SPR blends and only 28% less errors if we used SPL blends on the test. Once again, SPR produced much greater results, almost twice as powerful as the SPL. So what would you do if you have a child that has L errors? Would you work on SPL or would you work on SPR? Well, my back porch says SPR is going to get you better results. You're going to have to look at your back porch for yourself and the population you service and which treatment target is more powerful. But I'm just sharing with you from my back porch, we found that SPR is going to get almost double the gains on the L sound compared to SPL. This supports research that we find time and time again that you want to work over the treatment target. And there's going to be a cascading impact in which earlier developing sounds are going to naturally develop as a result. Let's look at the next one. What about the R sound? Would SPL or SPR produce greater results in the very complex R sound? And what we found is SPR, once again, reigned supreme. SPR had 35% less errors on the R on the single word test across positions in the word, whereas the SPL only had 10% less errors. So it was three times more powerful on the R sum to work on SPR instead of working on SPL. Once again, the more challenging the treatment target, the greater the gains. If you want improvement in a sound, don't work at the level of that sound. Work over the level of that sound. Work on a more complex target, and then you're going to have a cascading impact. When you're looking at standardized testing, the neat thing is this is a generalization test. This isn't practice effects. This is me opening a book and say, what is this? And the child labeling a picture. This is not practice effects in which I'm doing all my cueings in therapy, and there's that expected behavior in which the child's responding. So let's look at this or that, my second piece of research. I also presented with my graduate students as well, the comparison of FR versus DR. Now, DR is an affricate blend. It's not dra, it's dra, right? So you're saying dra 
or fra. And what we know is the F sound typically develops at three and a half years of age. However, the J affricate typically develops at four and a half years of age. So once again, we're looking at a one blend, the dra, being like a year more complex than the FR blends. So let's compare these two. Which one do you think is going to get better overall gains on the speech test? Do you think FR or J, JR, the affricate blend? So one the F typically develops at three and a half. The J typically develops at four and a half. Now you might notice I'm not using cluster research and this is why the cluster norms we have available are in a very small number of children. So they're not very reliable. So I prefer to look at the single 10 when we have the R the same and say, okay, the difference that we have here and the only difference is that it's a J affricate instead of an F. So which one do you think produced better gains? It's the affricate. So let's look at the numbers. When it came to the number of errors overall on the test, we had 21% less errors. Now this is after a two-month period. 21% less errors if we did the j sound, such as drop it to me, please. If we did the sound, we had 16% less errors. The F that's really important to remember is a complex sound. The F is very difficult. It requires you first to tuck the lip over the teeth, then bite down and blow. It requires complex motor coordination. When we looked at it, that the affricate blend did win out. What about the palatals and the affricate sounds? So the sh, j, the ch and the j, did the fr produce better gains in those areas or did the dr and that sound? So here we looked at the number of errors. On average, after two months of therapy, we had three less errors for the dr and we only had two less errors for the fra. So once again, the more complex sound, the affricate dr blend dr beat out the more simple but not by a lot. We had one less error on average. Now here, once again, it's not statistically significant. These are a small number of children. I only studied 21 children total. We had 12 in one group and nine in the other group. I randomly assigned them, but unfortunately I lost two children. I wasn't able to post-test them. So this is the best I could do in the real world. Next, we're going to look at the F and the V. What is your prediction? Did FR have a better impact on F and V or did DR, the affricate blend, JR? Now, in this case, the FR had a very slight average improvement. So they had 1.8 less errors on the F and the V sounds, and they had 1.2 less errors when you use the affricate on the F and the V. So the F and the V had a slight increase if you used an F 
R sound. Now that makes sense to me because the F is a very unique sound that you're producing. And it makes sense to me why the specificity of that motor action did matter. I also found this to be true with the THR blends. THR, I found, did not generalize well to the sounds in the mouth. The TH doesn't. It's just outside of the mouth. It's too different in terms of the motor specificity. I think of it kind of like you're lifting weights to run a marathon. You're outside of the mouth with the TH. It's a very unique sound that's very different from the sounds produced inside of the mouth. Now, the F sound is like the TH. It is a very unique sound that's very different than the sounds produced inside of the mouth. So I do see a bit of value in focusing on the FR blend if the child has a lot of difficulty with the F and V sound because it is such a unique sound and it's so uniquely produced like the TH. The labial dentals are very different in terms of their placement than the other sounds. It's like the TH is very different in its placement with the tongue between the teeth. So in that instance, yes, I did see better gains with the affricate blend. So if it was an instance in which we had issues with both the F and V and the affricates, I would go for the affricate blend DR because it's more complex and it gets greater gains. However, if it was just the F and V sound that the child struggled with, I might decide to go for the FR blends because it is such a uniquely produced sound. So that is what our research found this year on treatment targets. What did we find? Challenge creates change. The more complex the target, the greater the gains, period. We kept everything the same in this intervention, and we randomly assigned the children to either group. So they had the same activities, the same interventionist, the same dosage in terms of therapy. Everything was the same but the treatment target. And what this illustrates is that the treatment target really matters. We were using complex treatment targets, three element treatment targets, SPL and or SPR, and when only the L or R were different, we had quite a different result in terms of total gains, in terms of gains on the L with SPR doing way better, in terms of gains on the R with the SPR doing way better. When we looked at the affricate DRA versus FR, we found that the DRA, the affricate R, which is produced approximately a year later in development, was more powerful in the total number of less errors. It was more powerful in the palatals and the affricate sounds. However, it was slightly less powerful in terms of the F and the V. Now, all of this research has to be taken with a grain of salt. This is a small number of children we studied. In one study, the SPL versus the SPR, it was only 12 children. In the other, it was only 21 children. So this was not statistically significant, meaning that this generalizes to the general population. Your results could be different than mine. This could just be these children that responded in this 
manner. However, when we look at the group averages, the numbers are very compelling, and it simply adds to the replicated research that we do every year that indicates every single time that the more complex the target, the greater the gains, period. The only time we have not found that to be the case was in the THR blend. The THR blend, we did not find when we looked at all the blends to produce spontaneous results to other sounds in the child's system to create the system-wide change that SKR did. SKR and all of the blends that we've studied is the most effective. That's what we found. So I'm sharing the research from my back porch and I want you to roll up your sleeves and I want you to do your practice with due diligence and I want you to pay attention to the numbers. The numbers are the children's voices. That's where you're going to find out what works and what doesn't work. Follow the numbers. The numbers are going to guide you so that you're getting perhaps twice the gains when it comes to our sounds using SPR instead of SPL. When you're getting so much more gains in total number of errors, 52% versus 33% when it comes to SPR or SPL. So like I said, your treatment target doesn't matter a little. Your treatment target matters a lot. And what you need to do is you need to make sure that you're selecting the most powerful treatment target because the treatment target is the active ingredient. I think of it as sort of the food. You can't out-exercise a bad diet. You can be doing all of the effective strategies in the book when it comes to speech sound disorders, but if you have a poor target, like I think of that as the food, if you don't have a good diet, you're not going to make the progress. You need to have a good diet. You need to ingest powerful complex, challenging treatment targets. So I want you to take all of this information, roll up your sleeves, and make the world a better place, one child at a time. You are always going to be first. 